0: Hello everyone, thank you so much for joining me again today. Um, Super happy to be back at it again this week with our Outspoken podcast. Um, I love bringing you guys uh, these these topics and this information, and I think today's topic is going to be quite interesting for some of you, and I'm going to do my best to kind of just explain it and uh, give you guys some helpful tips. Today's uh, topic is going to be conflict resolution. Hmm. All right. So we're going to be talking about what is conflict? What causes conflict? Should we avoid conflict? How is it helpful? um, When to just walk away? Things like that. Um, Lots of things that... uh, we have today, um, people are on opposite ends of the opinion spectrum on, right? Lots of people, um, you know, everyone has a different opinion. Um, And if we encounter someone with an opinion that is different than ours, sometimes that can cause conflict. Um, It can cause a discussion between uh the two people who are trying to explain their opinion now conflict is not the same as controversy we've been um we've been fed the idea that controversy is the same as conflict and that controversy is anything that does not um align with your thoughts, your opinions, your views, your ideas. We've been told that that is controversy, and that is not true. Controversy and conflict are two different things, but controversy has been redefined to mean um, anything that goes against our personal grain, and that's that's not true. So... Um, go ahead and grab a snack or a cup of tea or a cup of coffee or whatever you guys want to wanna do during this time. And let's go ahead and have this discussion. I'm super excited to be bringing this to you guys today because I want to... Uh, the purpose of today's episode is to remind us that it is okay to have differing opinions. That is totally fine. And it is okay to a certain degree... To have conflict and to not necessarily agree with each other all the time. All right. Because that's how we get new ideas. That's how we learn. That's how we develop, um, uh, we develop deeper views, deeper senses of things. We develop deeper, um, emotions and a deeper level of maturity through differing opinions and differing views. All right. And it's gotten way out of hand. Things like this have gotten so far out of hand to the point where if you don't agree with me, you're wrong and you're bad, right? That's how things seem today. And that's way not not okay. That's definitely not um, a healthy worldview to have. So conflict is defined as a serious disagreement or argument typically... A protracted one. That's a noun. Conflict used as a noun. Conflict used as a verb is to be incompatible or at a variance to clash with each other. Okay? Um, but conflict can be a good thing. It does not always have to be a serious disagreement or argument. Right? Um, and it can be scary. I personally will just, most of the time, I will usually keep my mouth shut more often than not, um, just because that's how I am. I'm, I'm typically very introverted. If somebody, um, and these are like really minor, minor uh, examples of what could be seen as conflict, right? If somebody says my name wrong, or if somebody um, gets my order wrong at a restaurant, or, um, if somebody confuses me with my twin sister, you know, I'm not going to fly off the handle at that. There are some people who are very particular about that kind of stuff, you know? I, on the other hand, am not. I don't mind, because, um, I have bigger fish to fry, (laughs) typically. So that's the first step in, um, in conflict resolution, is is this particular issue something that is worth arguing over? Is it worth correcting? Is it um, uh, is it going to uh, affect me or this person to a degree where it's worth bringing up and and uh, correcting them? And so that's something that you need to consider before you decide to just, oh, you're wrong, or oh, you got this wrong. Think about, is it even worth it? Because if you start thinking that way right off the bat, nine times out of ten, it's probably not going to be worth it, right? There's life or death situations, and then there's not life and death situations. There's very, um there's situations that are, dependent on minute details and attention to detail and that are dependent on um, someone getting the facts correct. And then there's things that are just kind of like, you know what, I'm not even going to argue over this. Right? So that's the first step in conflict resolution is, is it even worth having a conflict? Um, If the answer in a certain case is yes... Or if you feel like you really need to get your point across and um, uh, share facts with someone, share truths with this other person, then you need to ask yourself, the, the next thing you need to do is you need to ask yourself, what is our common ground? What do we agree on as opposed to what do we not agree on? Right? Too often, that's the last step in an argument, right? People have gone through all of this, um, stuff, you know, maybe they've argued back and forth, they've yelled, they've tried to get their point across, they've given, um, facts, they've, they've shared, um, opinions, they've shared experiences with each other, and then they say, well, can we just agree on? You know, they'll say, what do we agree on? And, That's good. I mean, that should probably be done at any point in an argument, but you may avoid the argument altogether if at first you say, what do we agree on? What do we both care about? What do we have in common? What are our common goals, our common interests? Okay? And then you can go from there. Um, Arguing from a point of authority is, in my opinion... Um, not a very good argument. Um, And what I mean by that is arguing from just because I've done it and you haven't means that I'm right. That's kind of, that's sort of an example of arguing from a point of authority. Um, you, You can't talk to me about this particular subject because I have a PhD in this subject and you don't that is arguing from a point of authority and that is something that i try not to do and that is something that um i try not to let other people do <laughs> if i in in the very rare uh occasion that i do find myself in a discussion you know with someone where we have differing opinions where we have a bit of a conflict I try not to let someone else do that because that does not tell you why, that does not tell the other person why you are right or why they're wrong. That just says I have a higher, um I have an elevated status. I have a more elevated status than you do. I have a more uh higher education than you do. I have a um, I am an, of an older age than you are, you know, things like that are not a good way to base, um, uh, an argument over in the case of a conflict, because all that does is just say, I've done this and you haven't. Well, okay, y- you'll find a lot of other people who haven't done the same kind of things that you have either. So that's not a good, um, not a good argument to make at all, Um, arguing from a point of authority, doesn't cut it. Nine times out of ten, that does not cut it. Um, When you are at odds with someone, differing opinions, differing views, it is important to give the truth as it is, not as you want it to be. Don't don't twist the truth or don't twist the facts to make them fit your argument. Because that is tantamount to something like lying. Twisting the truth, omitting the truth. The goal of a conflict should be to share your opinion... And to back up that opinion with truth or facts, explaining why you are in the right, not necessarily why the other person is wrong. Showing another person how they are wrong can be part of a conflict, but it should not be the only, uh, it should not be the conflict altogether. It should not just be pointing the finger. You're wrong. You said this. You did this. You make me do the, you know, that's only why the other person is wrong. Instead, conflict should be geared more towards why you are correct. And of course, the other person is probably going to be doing that as well. But pointing fingers is never a good thing anyway. It's never is never a good thing either. So again, share your interests, work together, try to find common ground. That's the first step of conflict resolution. Um, Let's see here. Another thing to remember is don't react. Um, It's not an easy thing not to react because it seems like um, we all want to just jump right in there and wear our hearts on our sleeves and... Just really drive it home you know for the other person um, using aggressive words, aggressive body language, um, aggressive actions does not uh, does not prove your point it does not prove your point um, it dilutes your argument further when the other person can focus on your body language, your language in general, your actions. It may dilute your, your point of view even more to that person if you become aggressive or rude or use bad language in your argument. It takes two to play tug of war. And if you refuse to engage, then there's no game to be played. So be calm. Pick your battles, right? Choose what you're going to conflict over. Choose, choose um, when you think it's important to step in and say, no, I, I really actually need to defend this here. You know, I, I really do need to stand by this um, opinion or this view or this belief in this situation, right? So... Take a take a deep breath, count to ten, and just go from there and think clearly. Thinking clearly is also very important. But you need to stay calm, even if the other person doesn't. You need to stay calm, try not to raise your voice, try not to call names, and just be open to um Their side of things as well. And that leads us to our next point. Is to be. um, Be an active listener. Say what you need to say. And then be quiet for a minute. So that the other person can say. What they need to say as well. Be respectful of each other's. um, Need to voice. Your opinions. Or to you know air. Air your grievances with each other say what you need to say, and then just be quiet for a minute, okay? Because during that time, you can listen to them, you can take deep breaths, and you can keep the situation kind of calmer and quieter by doing that. And you can keep it from escalating to something that's um, maybe not, not as pleasant. And you will um, let the other person know that you are willing to listen to them. Even if you don't agree. Even if you don't agree with the other person's side of things, you still need to listen. So another thing to think about is um, what triggered the conflict. Um, I mentioned... Certain, you know, we all have certain beliefs and opinions and um, ideas and things like that. Think about exactly what triggered it. And deciding what triggered this conflict can, again, help you decide if it's something that's even worth fighting over. Did they spell your name wrong on your Starbucks cup? Because that's not something that I'm necessarily going to fight over. Because the coffee is going to taste the same no matter whose name they put on the cup, right? If they follow the same recipe with what they put in the cup, it's not as important as what's on the cup. So, you know, things like that. What what triggered it? What made you say, oh, they got that wrong? <laughs> so for me personally, um, like I said earlier, I'm I'm typically more introverted. I'm typically more quiet. I tend to just kind of let things go more often than not. Don't get me wrong. I I do have my moments when I can be a pretty good arguer. <laughs> I'm, I'm no saint. I'll say that. I'm definitely no saint. I can argue with the best of them. But when and why I argue has um, changed a little bit since I've gotten older and since I've gotten more mature and since I've started paying closer attention to the world around me, things like that. I argue over um, only very specific things. Um, I will, um, I don't necessarily want to say argue, but I will give an account for my faith My beliefs. Because in the Bible it says that Christians should always be ready to give an account for their faith. To be able to know what their faith is, where it comes from, why they are able to have that faith, who gives them that faith, things like that. They should always know that and they should always be ready to answer for their faith to somebody who asks them. So I will always go to bat for my faith. I will always go to bat for my country. I will always. um, Defend my family. I will fight for my family. Okay. I will fight for my loved ones. Things like that. Things that I know in my heart. To be true. And things that have been. Proven to me to be true. Not just because I've been told that they're true. Necessarily. But because that. Um, They have proven themselves to me to be true, I will argue over, I will defend. If somebody comes along to me and says that I am wrong for believing this, ABC, because of this, ABCD, you know, I will say, actually, I have this proof to back it up. Here's this point, here's this point, here's this point. Have you considered this? So again, that's not me saying, you're wrong to come and tell me that I'm wrong. (laughs) That doesn't get us anywhere. Instead, I argue why I'm right instead of why the other person is wrong. Nobody likes to come and be told that they're wrong. It doesn't feel good, does it? Kind of makes you feel... um uncomfortable. It can make you feel embarrassed. It can make you feel upset. It can make you feel um, inadequate sometimes. But if you can't tolerate it at all, being told that you're wrong at all, that is extremely immature. That's emotionally immature. That's mentally immature. Um. That is, um, I don't know, I don't know what, what word I'm looking for, but it, it shows that you are not able to cope with your surroundings. It shows that you're not able to deal with the intake of new information, and that's extremely immature. If you have to argue over every little thing, for instance. Um, I like to watch videos of um oh, Charlie Kirk, Dan Bongino, um Mark K. There's one young lady that I am not sure of her name, but she's really really great. She's all over Facebook. Um Ben Shapiro. Let's take let's take Ben Shapiro. Um he'll go to college campuses. He'll go to schools. He'll go all over the place giving giving lectures. And explaining um uh explaining things to young to young people and he has a kind of like a question and answer uh time that he does where like an open mic where these young students will come up and ask him questions and things like that if they want to. And every now and then he'll get one that will just, just rail him. <laughs> and he's fine, like he's he's a grown man. He's a mature grown man who has studied what he talks about, um, you know, he talks about politics and things like that, he has done research, he has studied, he knows what he is talking about, he knows how to debate, and he knows how to argue his points correctly, and every now and then he'll get a young college student that's probably liberal and hasn't really had to live a whole lot of life yet, and they will just come up to him and just rail him as to why he's wrong. He's racist, he's bigoted, he's sexist. He's he's um he's transphobic. He's homo or not homophobic. Um xenophobic. It, you know, all of these things. I've heard him and seen him called all of these things. And again, when you start name-calling, that right there tells me that you do not have the the mental or emotional maturity, to argue with me, validly. And that is actually where I will probably just walk away. And that leads me to my next point is, when should I just walk away from an argument? Well, arguing for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours is not okay. Somebody's got, at that point, somebody's got to be the adult and walk away. Okay, and, and I mean this over, whether it's in person, or over text, or on Facebook, or email, anything like that. However, negatives should never be written down. You should never text someone when you have a problem with them. You should never Facebook someone when you have a problem with them. People still do, of course, but that's just more of a common, um, common courtesy, just sort of a sort of an etiquette type thing. He, my dad always taught me that you should never write down a negative. You should never argue on paper with someone. Um. But this, um, and and this, um, episode. Is geared towards partially geared towards this generation who will be out screaming on the streets about someone being racist or sexist or you know blah 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 and therefore their, va- their argument is invalid because they are biased or whatever everyone has biases okay even someone who calls you biased has bias of some sort all right. So don't let that bother you when someone says that. I could be wrong, but my experience has shown me that <laughs> that's that's often the case. But we have a young generation that's up and coming now who cannot deal with conflict. They cannot deal with the idea that somebody might have a different idea than they do, let alone, heaven forbid, Someone have a better idea than they do. They can't deal with the fact that someone might have a different worldview than they do. But heaven forbid someone have a better, more accurate, more realistic view than they do. Heaven forbid that somebody be better than me, right? Heaven forbid somebody rock my boat and tell me that I'm wrong... And try to present me with facts that I'm not necessarily going to be open to just because it's coming from somebody else. We have a lot of that going on today. And it's causing us to have these, um, oh gosh, I don't know, people who stand in the street and link arms, and block traffic, and think that that's a good way to get their point across, and they consider that a peaceful protest. People who take over entire city blocks, entire city streets, and say, we're not allowing any form of law enforcement into this area, and think that that is somehow earth-shattering, and... um look what a good thing we're doing for our generation, and wow, we're really making a difference in getting our point across, or people who set entire cities on fire, and people who burn cars in the streets, and people who will climb on cars um as a form of protest, all in the name of peaceful protest, which we all know is a laughable statement. But all of those things stem from the inability to deal with conflict and the unwillingness to be open-minded while saying that everyone else around you needs to be open-minded. Okay, I tried really hard. I'm sorry, guys. I tried really hard not to get political with this particular episode, but it looks like I'm going to have to. So, BLM, Antifa, I'm calling you out right now. Everything I just said, I was talking about You okay? I was talking about mainly BLM and Antifa. These are grown adults who somehow think that just complaining about everything and saying that everyone who doesn't agree with them is wrong. These are grown people, and if you look, that's their premise that is their uh their premise don't they have anything better to do i'm s- i'm sorry honestly don't they have anything better to do than to destroy cities and block traffic and call everyone else um you know racist and bigoted and sexist simply for having a different view than they do which Their views, by the way, are wrong because Black Lives Matter is inherently racist because it suggests that black lives matter. No one has ever said black lives don't matter. Okay? You're making it about race when it doesn't need to be about race. You're bringing up conflict that you can't deal with because something, somewhere, sometime offended you. So, also, just because you're offended does not mean you're right. Just because you are offended does not mean you're right. Right. Just because it makes you feel embarrassed, just because it makes you feel like you're being called out, just because it makes you feel like you are being targeted, does not mean you're right, and it does not mean that you are, in fact, being targeted. I get so sick of all these people saying, that's so offensive. That is so politically incorrect. Uh, Okay, I'm sorry if you feel that way. Um, It happens to be the truth. What I just told you happens to be the truth. If I say that there are only two genders, because there are, and you say that is super offensive, I, I would challenge you to find a third gender for me. And I will bow to you, I will um, abdicate to your argument if you find me a third gender. Gender is male or female, depending on the chromosomes that you develop at conception, which determine whether you end up with female reproductive organs or male reproductive organs there is no other option that is how that works basic biology lesson there for you that is how that works and so you know just and i'm just using this as an example people who say oh yeah there's there are 27 different genders no there's only two we created all the others The original two were developed, were created by God and developed by science, developed by um, biology, and we created all the others that we suggest there are, which there really aren't. But, now, in today's society, if I were to say that, somebody would say, that's offensive, that's politically incorrect, that's really narrow-minded. Well... Sometimes the truth is quite narrow. Sometimes the truth does not allow for a lot of wiggle room. In fact, the truth is supposed to allow for pretty much no wiggle room. Hmm. That is how you can tell black from white. When you start making these gray areas because it makes you feel better then that is where you have an issue. That is where you start bending the truth to fit your desires, to fit your needs, to fit your um, your, uh, your point of view. Instead of changing your point of view to fit the truth, so many people today have changed the truth to fit their point of view so it's more comfortable for them. Okay, I got a little bit off track there. Um, But sometimes, sometimes walking away from an argument, sometimes walking away from conflict is just the best thing you can do. Because there are some people who just love to argue. Right? It just they just like to, it it just, it feels good to them, they need it so that they can feel superior, um, they need it so that they can, um, feel more powerful, sometimes people argue just so that they can feel better about themselves, just so they can feel smarter, so that they feel like they have more of the, more of the answers, um, you know, sometimes people just, that's just how they are, you know, and once you realize that, and once you say, okay, you know, that's, that's just how you see it then, you can give them, you can give them the facts, you can give them your side of it, and sometimes you just gotta say, that's your side of it then, and walk away, you know, you still love them, you still care about them, um, but you just got to say, all right, you know. And and looking to the future. You know, saying, um, how can we work together better in the future? How can we avoid this in the future? You know, knowing that you have those differences. The most mature thing someone can do is to still... um actively engage with another person when they have differences with them. That's the most mature thing you can do. It's just somebody somebody has to be the adult, so it might as well be you. You know? Um I have one sister in particular who um we have very different views on multiple different things. But at the end of the day she's we're still sisters, you know, and there's nothing that I can do to change that. So the most mature thing that I can do is I can say, okay, I'm aware that we had differences in these particular areas. Um, but we still have to communicate with each other. We still have to see each other. You know, we still get to be sisters no matter what. Because if we um, disowned or if we cut ties with everyone that we had a conflict conflict with, we would not have very many people in our circle. In our realm of influence, we would not have very many people to talk to. Right? The good thing about conflict is you can grow from it. You can learn. You can allow someone to teach you. You can allow someone to show you something that you may not have ever seen before. You can do something that you may not have ever done before. It could be something as simple as taking a leap of faith where you have inner conflict. Conflict with yourself. Um, Maybe you don't feel confident that you can uh, accomplish that goal or um, perform that task. Maybe you have some inner conflict going on. Um, that is something that you can learn from and you can grow from and you can wrestle with. But you can also uh, seek help. Ask help from one of your friends who may have gone through the same thing where they can help you. And they can give you um, some tips on what they did to help them get through their own inner conflict in this area. Okay, so inner conflict um, can also be something that can force you to grow and force you to expand. There's so much, so much um, that people argue about today that really does not need to be argued about. They don't stop to ask themselves, how is this actually going to help me? How is this actually going to help the other person? How is arguing about this actually going to help the people around us? In our realm of influence. They don't stop to ask themselves that. They just jump right to a reaction and they get upset. And that's when you end up with, you know, name-calling and storming off and everything else that we talked about earlier. Okay, so... um. Things to leave you with today, um maybe this whole time that I've been talking, maybe you've been thinking about um a coworker, a family member, a friend um that you have some differences with you love this person, but you have some differences with, and you want to know how to resolve those differences, how to resolve that conflict um well, that's great. first thing you need to do. Is sit, take a few deep breaths, think about what the conflict is about, think about what you guys have um uh what is putting you at odds with each other, and then think to yourself, is this really something that I feel needs to be argued about and why? Is this is this something that is going to cause me to compromise my beliefs, compromise my family, compromise my um, what I know to be true? Is this something that is going to um, cause me to, to uh, um, put my beliefs on the shelf, which is not good? But think about, is it really important to argue over? And then think about, what do we have in common? What do we both love? Who do we both love? Where are our common interests? What do we both like? And keep that in the forefront of your mind. Remind yourself why you love this person. What makes you care about and love this person? Okay? Then, think about the... um so you found, you know, you found some common ground, then you need to think about what you know to be true surrounding this area of conflict. What do you know to be right and wrong about this conflict? And then all you can do is present it to the other person and then you walk away. You say, I've said my piece. I'm not going to argue with you all day. You know, because really, truly, people who love to argue could just go back and forth all day long. And that's not healthy and it's not helpful. So remember to just say your piece and then just walk away from it. All right. I hope this has helped you guys. Um, I hope it was more or less uh, informative. (laughs) Um, I just felt like I needed to kind of get some of this out there because there's a lot of people who have issues and they don't know how to resolve those issues. We have lost the art of having an open mind and we've lost the art of being able to intelligently debate each other and not just fight. Yeah, there there is a difference. <laughs> um, remember to keep an open mind. Um, remember to come at a... Uh, Uh, Come at an argument from a place of love and understanding and being willing to listen to that other person's point of view um, and just um, be as understanding as possible. Alright, thank you guys so much for listening and I will see you guys next time.